السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. وعليكم السلام. بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه أما بعد. Last week we closed the gathering with a discussion on disbelief in predestiny. And we said that this is a major sin. And being a major sin does not mean that a person remains Muslim. Because there are certain things that are considered major sin, but it will take a person out of the fold of Islam. An example of that is some black magic or some form of black magic. Sihr and delving in magic is a major sin, but it can extend to disbelief. Likewise, shirk is a major sin, but if a person dies on shirk, they have no hope to enter paradise, and so it is cool. <coughs> Likewise, is this belief in the other predestiny. And so we mentioned the six pillars of Iman. And we're going to go over them once more in order to uh, remind ourselves because essentially this is what we are going to be questioning about in the world. And this is essential Islamic knowledge. This is what Allah expects from every believer to know and to firmly believe in. And our problem is that we do not discuss these things often enough for us to be convinced of these matters of Iman. Uh, it's always about you should do this, you shouldn't do that, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. But we don't talk about Iman. We don't talk about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of that we cannot see that is beyond this world and this world. Anyway, the pillars of Iman are based on the hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam. Famous hadith, I'm sure we are all aware of it. Jibreel alayhi salam came in the form of a human being and questioned Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he asked what is Islam and then he asked what is Iman, what is belief? And so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said And so seven things are mentioned. There are six pillars and one is sort of mentioned in two different forms. One is Judgment Day, Rasulullah said Judgment Day, and Resurrection after death. And we see both of them mean the same thing. So some have said that the pillars of Iman are six, and others have said no, the pillars of Iman are seven. Um, but uh, essentially, we all believe in um, the statement of Rasulullah and what he brought from Allah. And so the first is belief in Allah means to admit and have certainty that He glorified and exalted be He is existent. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Hayy, is existent. And His life does not depend on anyone or anything. And His life has no beginning and no end. And so although His creation exists, but His creation only exists because of Him. 
So their existence is connected to his existence. But his existence is not dependent on any anyone or anything. No beginning, no end. He is existent and deserves all attributes of perfection. This is why when, when we say Subhanallah, right? We uh, are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all perfect attributes. Deserves all attributes of perfection. He is the one and only. Allah is one. No partner, no child, no family, no support, uh, no rivals, no opposites. Right? Even those who claim or who think they are rivaling with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are actually under the control of Allah and so they only do what Allah permits them to do. Shaitan, the greatest of disbelievers, when he realized that he had been thrown away from the mercy of Allah, he requested Allah from life until Qiyamah. And so even he knows that he cannot compete with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, I will take most of your servants to hellfire, most of humanity to hellfire. He said, إِلَّا Except for your sincere servants. Because Allah said, You have no power over my servants. And so he accepted and he said, Yes, those who are sincere to you, there's nothing I can do. Because he cannot compete with Allah. Even he knows. Okay, so he is one and only. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defines this. We all know the son. It was a Sahabi who, you know, whatever, he went, they went on a expedition, I don't know if it was a war or they were out traveling anyway with a group of Sahaba and he was leading them in Salah and every Salah he did Qul Everyone and so most likely he would read Qul Wallahuahad and he would read something else or he read something else and then he'll end before going into Ruku'i and read Qul Wallah Sahaba got tired of it what is this? Qul Wallahuahad, Qul Wallahuahad so they raised it with Rasulullah and so Rasulullah said, did you ask him why he recites Qulhuallahuahad all the time? Clearly not because it's the shortest surah, one of the shortest surahs. And he said, yes. And so they went and asked him, he said, I, I love this surah because it describes my Lord. And so when they returned with that answer, or in another narration, Rasulullah questioned him directly and said, what is this complaint against you, Qulhuallahuahad, in every rak'ah, many surahs in the Quran? He said, no, I like it, it describes my Lord. Ahad. Ahad is not Wahid. You translate it and say he is the one, he is Allah the one. But Ahad is one who is so unique that there is none like him. Only Bilal knows. Huh? Only Bilal knows. Only Bilal knows. Ahad and Ahad. Well, other than Rasulullah maybe. Rasulullah knows he is Ahad. So, Ahad. It's not Wahid. Wahid is, you know, there's something called Wahid in the West. <laughs> Five hundred yeah. for that. <laughs> and the time is Wahid. Wahid in Arabic, those are Wahid is one. And so Allah didn't say, Qul Wallahu Wahid. He said, Ahad. Ahad is the same format as Akbar. 
the greatest in comparison to others. So the one who is unique in his oneness in comparison to others. Right? And actually everything else is impaired. There is nothing that is one. Only Allah is the one. And sometimes we know and sometimes we don't know. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have created everything in pairs so that you may think and contemplate. Not only the Creator can be one, everything else is you know, multiplied in different variants of uh, the same thing. Anyway, and so Rasulullah said to the Sahabi, Your love for Qulhu Allah has guaranteed your access to paradise, entry to paradise. Allahu Akbar. So he is Allah existent, deserves all attributes of perfection. And so the more the more a person gets closer to Allah, the more they acquire good good characteristics. It is not possible that a person is close to Allah and has bad manners. It's impossible. Why? Because that closeness to Allah affects a person and so they adopt good character. This is why Anbiya had the best of character. Because they're close to Allah. And so if you're close to Allah, you cannot be other than in the best behavior. He is the one and only, the eternal. Eternal, um, you know, paradise is eternal, hellfire is eternal, in the sense that it will go on eternally. But they all have a beginning. The soul of the human being is eternal. You know, it gets taken out, but it's living. It doesn't, doesn't stop living. It's taken up and it's questioned by the angels and it's resurrected and all of this, but the soul is there. It's uh, many other things, the Arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, eternal. But they have a beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is eternal. Abadi azali. Abadi means eternal in terms of future. Azali, actually, there is no term for it in English, I think. But it is eternal in terms of past. So when you look at the past, there is nothing. No. There, is, there is no no point where he started. Okay, so he's eternal on both Alpha. sides, past and future. Allah? Alpha and Omega. Allah. What's that English? Yeah. Allah. Okay. The eternal, the creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator. Um, you know. And we, we know this. Like even the person who doesn't know Arabic. Here is time and time again, Allah says, خَلَقَ 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 خَلَقْتُ خَلَقْنَا خَلَقْنَا The Creator. Creator means bring something from nothing. This is true Creator. You know, so people go around, we created this and we created that, and so on and so forth. But that, that is human language, right? But they are utilizing uh, the, the, you know, there is the raw materials in order to create. And even, even the creation of the mind, you know, for example, think of the plane. They create, you know, somebody created it, oh, what an amazing idea, but it's based on what? A bird, you know, has two wings, right? And so on and so forth. And so, you know, when we say Allah is a creator, it means bringing something from nothing to create from Adam, nothingness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about um, his creation.
who does what he what he wills. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what he wills. There is no one to question him. Azza wa Jalla. Allah says. He didn't say Yaf'alu ma yurid. In other verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah does what he wills. But fa'alun means continuously doing what he wants and what he needs. What he wants. Nothing objects to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing affects the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is beyond that you know, something will affect his will or his decision. So this is our belief in Allah. You know, there is more that He has no body, no form, and you know that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has no direction. Although we say He is above, but you know you don't say south, east, west about Allah, right? Because He's not creation. And he's, he's not you know in in the sphere of direction or in the sphere of time. He's outside of that. Subhanahu wa Taala. So we believe in Allah. We believe in angels means that we accept and admit that they are devoted servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the Quran describes them. Ibadun mukramun, Allah says. They are noble servants. Servants, but mukramun, they are noble. In that they obey every command of Allah. They actually have no will. Their will is, they have no will. They have no will. Their will is the will of Allah. What Allah says, they do. Okay? They are programmed in that way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them to deal with various things, but He is not in need of them. Just that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the sun to give us light, He does not need the sun to give light. Actually, the sun will be present on the day of Qiyamah, but it will not give any light. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, that mankind will be in darknesses. Yeah? And so, the sun and the moon will be present. But there will be no light. And so Allah doesn't need the sun to give us light. And He doesn't need the clouds or this cycle to give us water. Uh, so on and so forth. So likewise, Allah doesn't need the angels. He doesn't need them. But He created a system. And the system is that uh, there is uh, cause and effect and there are means for everything. And Allah utilizes the angels. For example, for Revelation, He sent Jibri. For provision, Mikail. Uh, for blowing the horn, Israfi. For uh, taking the life and the soul of people, angel of death. For uh, guarding hellfire, Malik. Malik. For guarding uh, paradise, the gatekeeper of paradise, Ridwan. We covered this in the lesson. Ridwan. Ridwan. His name is. Many people have this name, Ridwan. Okay, so we believe in angels. Why is it important to believe in angels? We also believe in jinn, right? Do we believe in jinn? Yes. Who doesn't? Uh, he's not here. He's not here. Huh? He's not here. He's not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, is he a jinn? <laughs> no, he doesn't believe in jinn. He doesn't believe in jinn. Subhanallah. Warn him. You don't believe in jinn, you are not a Muslim. Simple as. Revelation says, And Allah named the Surah, Surah Al-Jinn. And so you don't believe in them, you are saying that you know more than the one who created it. And so we believe in jinn, but Rasulullah didn't say, oh, you have to believe in jinn, and you have to believe in shaitan. We believe in shaitan. 
that he exists, but it's not a pillar of Iman. Why is belief in angels a pillar of, of, of Iman? Uh, because, because the angels are the ones who carry the revelation. Because angels carry revelation. Jibreel carries revelation. So if there is no belief in angels, there is no belief in revelation, there is no belief in prophets, there is no belief in Allah. Yeah? You just say, okay, then maybe, maybe. You'll be agnostic. Without belief in angels, you become agnostic. Maybe, maybe not. Because you've, you've cut out the middlemen. Oh, middle angels. <laughs> so Jibreel, this is why it's essential. After belief in Allah, we believe in angels. Because they are the, uh, the link between Allah and scripture. And Allah and the Anbiya, alayhi they bring scripture to to, to the Anbiya Ali Musan. Not the link between Allah and scripture. Sorry, that was a mistake. They are a link between uh, scripture and Anbiya Ali Musan. Okay, and this is why you know revelation actually Quran and this is important uh, in form of information. You know, there's many types of revelations, right? Uh, you know, Allah can reveal in a dream. Uh, he can inspire the heart of. You know, Allah says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّ مُوسَىٰ and أَرْضِعِي He inspired her heart. She just had a strong feeling that, you know, feed him and if you are afraid, put him in the, put him in the water. That's it. Strong you know, inspiration. But Qur'an is always revealed through an angel. Never through a dream. Rasulullah never woke up and said, oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the verse of the Qur'an to me. Not, not, why? Because there has to be a link and something traceable between Allah and His Messenger. So that it is guaranteed, there is no doubt that this is revelation from Allah. Yeah. There's no doubt. No, nobody can say, oh, well, it's just Ahlam, just dreams. What? You know? What guarantees is that? And actually, Sahaba saw symptoms of revelation on Rasulullah They knew when Rasulullah was re receiving revelation. It's not described very well, but there was clear signs. You know, one of them is that he would sweat profusely and he would become like semi-conscious. So he's aware of his surrounding, but he, you know, he almost like cuts off from, from the world, uh, whichever way that was. And a Sahaba says, once Rasulullah's head was lying on, uh, laying on my lap, and Jibreel came, and I could feel the head of Rasulullah becoming heavier and heavier and heavier until you know I felt like my uh, my uh, you know the bone was going to snap, and tears fell out of of my of my face, of my eyes due to, to that pain. And so, if Rasulullah was, was on his camel, revelation came, the camel would sit. This is why Rasulullah had this physical strength. You know, they say that he had the strength of, of 40 men. Because it would not, you know, the, the physical body of a human being would not be able to sustain the, the, the force of revelation. It's the word of Allah. It's not just words that are said and repeated. Anyway. Allah says, if Quran was revealed on a mountain, you would see it was that it would lower itself, right? Out of fear of Allah subhanahu So belief in Allah, belief in angels, they are serving 
that are um, servants of Allah, devoted, they do as they are commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in uh, scriptures, obviously, and that is revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Anbiya and Musaeen. Um, we believe in the messengers. And so our belief in scriptures is that everything that is contained in the scripture is from Allah. There is no question about it. And there are some things that are beyond our comprehension and so we don't delve in them. But the rest, Allah created the heavens, He created the earth, the sun, the stars, the moon, the mountains, water, fire, trees, everything, animals, birds, fish, insects, all is the creation of Allah, statement of Allah, haqq, truth. We are here for a short life and we are going to die when we will be resurrected after death, haqq, truth. What Allah describes of paradise is the truth. What He describes of hellfire is the truth. The way He describes the day of Qiyamah is the truth. And these are things that we cannot fathom. You know, you, you can't fathom. You cannot. Uh, um, what's the easy word? Compute. Imagine. You cannot imagine. You can't. You know, Allah says, Rasulullah says, says, if you want to see Qiyamah, then read Ida Shamsukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukhukh
part of it is falsehood, and another part we don't know. Okay. We believe in messengers. It means to accept um, and admit that they were truthful men. This is the most important. We believe many things about messengers. What do we believe about messengers? What? Uh, they are the ones who carry the message. They carry the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mankind. They are human. But they are the best of humans, best in everything. Beauty, physical power and strength, intelligence, intellect, uh, best character. Allah gave them the best of everything. Why? Because they are the ambassadors of Allah. And so it is not befitting for the ambassador of Allah to come with deficiencies. Right? They don't have deficiencies. Yes, they die, they get sick because they're human. But they are complete in the way a human being can be complete. And obviously, the human being, just like all the creation of Allah nothing is um, perfect. So we believe that you know they were given uh, all of these blessings because they represent Allah. And Allah wanted for them to have, you know, to be uh, role models in every walk of life. And so we believe all these things, we believe that messengers do not do not sin, they do not commit uh, sins intentionally, uh, you know, maybe a mistake, error of judgment, possible, because they are human, uh, but they do not, they do not intentionally <coughs> sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not before prophethood, but after prophethood, Allah protected them from sinning, right, so that they can be removed, <coughs> so that we don't say, you know, and, and the Mushrikeen would say, oh, well, why didn't Allah send angels as messengers? Allah says, if, if I had sent angels, then they'll have 101 excuse not to follow them. Well, they're angels, they say. How can, we're human, they're angels. How can I follow him? I can't. So Allah sent them as messengers, human. Right? And if, if they committed sins, then what would you say? Well, well the messenger committed sin. Right? He's okay. We're okay. <laughs> So, sorry, is it, uh, I mean, is it um, appropriate to use essentially, uh, intentionally? Yeah, intentionally. So, there's a question where it unintentionally. And intentionally in, in the sense that mistake, error of judgment, it's but possible. Not about the sin, but no, it's not sin. Yeah, so and so, actually, sin is to intentionally transgress the law of Allah. That is sin. Yes. So. So they don't sin? No, they don't sin. Intentionally or... No, no, no. The meaning of that is, if I committed a sin, this is one, if there is a possibility that I committed a sin in the past or or in the future, because Allah says to yeah, that is the verse of the Quran. But actually our belief is that Rasulullah does not sin. But there can be error of judgment. Because Allah says, So basically, you know, at times Rasulullah made the judgment without Allah saying, no this, no that. There is nothing from Allah, no rule from Allah. He had something, he made a judgment. That judgment was not in accordance to what Allah would have ultimately wanted. But because Rasulullah made that judgment and there was no revelation, Allah kept that judgment as it is and He said, I have forgiven you for that error in judgment. But this is only for the Prophet. Only for Rasulullah.
example of this is taking ransom from the prisoners of Badr. Rasulullah yeah? made the judgment. Allah didn't say anything, and so it's not a sin in the sense that. Yeah, yeah, he did not. Yeah, he did not kill them. He did not uh, fight the Munafiqin. Yes, that was a. You know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not reveal anything about that. He did not ask him to fight them, and he did not ask him to not fight them. It was a decision of Rasulullah, and he said, "I do not fight, want to fight them because, you know, outwardly they are Muslim, they claim to be Muslim, and I don't want people to say that Muhammad is fighting his own people." And when, when he want to go jihad, some some people said, "Excuse him." Yeah, yeah. And the Prophet Muhammad said, "He left them. He said, 'Yeah, it's Allah will make.'" Judgment on you, he said. Okay. Okay, so we believe that um, uh, they, they do not, they are ma'asoon, they are protected from sin. Actually, that's the, the appropriate term is they are protected from sin, ma'asoon. Not, not that they do not sin. Because if you say they do not sin, it means it's something that from their own self. But when you say ma'asoon, it means that Allah protects them from sinning. Okay, because they are to be. What does the word ma'asoon mean? Ma'asum means protected. Asama is to protect. Asama. Asim is the protector. Asim is a common name. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Asim, Asim by. <laughs> Rhyming with Qasim. Abu Qasim. Okay, so belief in Messenger means oh, but the most important element of belief in Messenger is that we believe they are truthful. Because if you cancel that out, what happens? You've got rid of the messenger of Allah. The messenger of Allah. Right? Yes. Then you, if, he's not, if, if the messenger is not truthful, then how do I know it's Quran is not Quran? How do I know Allah said it or did not say it? And so, there is no doubt about that. We believe that they are truthful men and delivered what Allah revealed, revealed to them in totality. Right? Complete. They did not withhold anything. Complete. Look, so complete that when Allah says to Rasulullah, Ya Muhammad say, He tells us, Allah said to me, Ya Muhammad say. <laughs> and that when Allah rebukes Rasulullah, He recites it in, in Salah and He tells us, well, This is what Allah said to me. <coughs> and so Allah rebukes Rasulullah in a number, you know, like uh, there's you know, slightly, no, not harsh, but. Uh, a gentle way of saying you should not have done this or should not have done that or don't do this in the future or don't do that, you know, or questioning him why do you do this? And this one, very, very harsh. Allah said, about that you hide within yourself what Allah is going to bring out and you fear what people will say in terms of yeah, in relation to Zayd don't fear people when you fear Allah if you you know I don't want to delve into it because it's going to extend the matter but wanted something in his heart which was right but people don't see it as right okay so people's the society is corrupt, but what he wants is right. Allah says it is right. By me, it's right. Don't worry about people. Do it. 
Don't concern yourself with people because ultimately they cannot benefit or harm you. And so if Rasulullah was going was not truthful and he was going to hide anything, then he's going to hide these verses. But he didn't. And so they revealed and delivered what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to them in totality. Totality. Allah Most High has supported them with miracles as proof. Every every Nabi came with a miracle. Yeah? All. At least one miracle. No, it's not just one. Miracles as proof of their truthfulness. Because they're representing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them something too. Because people without miracles, <laughs> with miracles they did not accept. <laughs> with miracles they did not accept. Or they twisted those miracles. Isa brought a miracle. He said, I bring the people, you know, somebody's dead. I bring him alive through the power of Allah. The blind, I cure their blindness and they can see through the power of Allah. The deaf, you know, are able to hear through the power of Allah. They said, no, no, no. He must be the son of Allah. He's, you know, godly. There's something. Either he's God himself or he is the son of God. Miracles. And so, magicians also have miracles. What is the difference between magician? Playing with your eyes and that the other is real. Not only that, magician would not have the character of Rasulullah. They wouldn't have the character of Anbiya. And so you will not find truthfulness, honesty, uh, uh, mercy, beauty, strength, bravery, uh, eloquence. You won't find that in a person. Nobody's complete as Anbiya are. This is number one. Number two is that actually the, the magician only plays tricks on your eyes. He doesn't actually change reality. It's not supernatural. Okay? They're just veiling your eyes and you think that. Yeah. But, but Anbiya, Allah changes the reality of something. Fire burns, Allah commanded it not to burn. Not for a moment, not for a moment, 40 days Ibrahim remained. The knife cuts, Allah commanded it not to cut. There was nobody present, he wasn't fooling someone. It was just him and his child, that's it, finish. No one else. Even angels did not realize. Even angels were, you know, there was that moment of suspense. Like, is it really going to happen? Is it really going to sacrifice? Even angels did not know. Right? Only Allah subhanahu wa knew. And so Allah changed the property of the knife. It doesn't kill. The property of the, the, the fire burns, Allah changes that. The property of uh, water is that it... Uh, um, water does what? It's beneficial, right? Mankind is usually pleased to see water. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed that property it became destructive. destructive for the people of Nuh. The, the, the rock of uh, Sayyidina Salih السلام, brought out from the dead Allah brought out a living being carrying another living being. And so, you know, the miracles of Allah are, uh, they are not the trick of a magician. And the greatest example of it is what the magicians that stood in front of Musa. You know, in one moment they came all, I know, all hyped up and a group of them and they said, what, 
said, oh, Be'izzati Fir'aun, by the honor of Fir'aun, we are going to be successful. He said, Musa, come on, show us your trick. And so, Musa, they said, Khalil ya Musa, imma antul qiyah wa imma. You start or we start, who's gonna? He said, okay, you, you go first. And so they, you know, they had sticks and ropes and what have you, and threw them, and they all turned into snakes coming towards Musa. Even the eyes of Musa were what? Tricked. You know? And this you know, magic is powerful. And you only can be protected through the word of Allah. <coughs> Even Musa السلام, for a moment he's looking at this. He knows it's it's magic, but Allah revealed to him. Do not fear. Amazing this Musa السلام, where Allah would speak to him and hear it directly. You know, not even Jibreel had to come down. So imagine that you know, it's a gift from Allah. Allah said to him, don't, don't be afraid, Musa, what's wrong with you? Huh? You are going to be victorious. <laughs> the, the, the other one is the first time Allah said to him, Musa said what he's praising. You know, they say he enjoyed the conversation with Allah, so he started to extend. When Allah said, what, what is that in your right hand? He said, oh, this is my, my staff on my stick and, you know, عَلَيْهَا I, I use it for support and to lean on it. وَهُشُّ عَلَىٰ غَنَمِي And I, you know, bring down leaves for my, for uh, the animals that I, I mean, you know, mentioning all of these things. And so he's extending the conversation because he's enjoying his conversation. Allah says, throw it. So he threw it. Obey the command of Allah, throw it. فَإِذَا هِيَ حَيَّةٌ تَسَعَى فَلَمَّا رَآهَا تَهْتَزُّ كَأَنَّهَا جَانٌ وَلَّا مُعَقِّبًا وَلَّا مُدْبِرًا وَلَمْ يُعَقِّبًا Allah says the moment he saw and look he was speaking with Allah the moment he saw that stick turned this is it what is beneficial can become harmful if Allah wants it to be in a moment Allah says Musa a.s. just turned and fled لا تخاف قلنا يا موسى لا تخاف. Don't be afraid. It has no control of its own. It does not benefit. It. This is a lesson because Anbiya are also increasing in iman, right? They are not complete, but they're increasing in iman throughout their their prophethood. And so, yeah. So he's faced with all this, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, لا تخاف إنك أنت الأعلى. You are going to have the victory over them. Throw what is in your right hand. Put it to the ground. And it will what? Swallow everything that they have created, what they have done. It is only the trick of a magician. And the magician cannot be successful. No matter what, they, no matter what tricks they, they do. They can't be successful. Why? They can't be successful because even in the sense that, yes, black magic will harm you, but it only harms you because Allah decided it, not because the, the magician decided it. Magician cannot benefit or harm. If he benefited and harmed, with that magic you think he's going to, you know, waste their time with you. They'll go live, uh, you know, life, enjoy themselves. <laughs> they're going to sit there in the shop. 
take 10 pound, 100 pound, 200 pound, right? Anyway, so what happens then? فَأَلْقَاهَا فَإِذَا هِيَ حَيَّةٌ What is it? What is the verse? إِنَّا صَنَعُوا كَيْدُ حَسَاحِرُ وَلَا يُفْيُحُ السَّاحِرُ حَيْثُ أَتَى What does Allah say? Say, فَأُلْكِيَ السَّحَرَةُ السُجَّدَةُ The moment they saw Musa a.s. threw the staff, it turned into, you know, a, a, serpent. a serpent, serpent, huge. And it swallowed all the other, you know, the tricks. And the magicians immediately fell in prostration. They realized that this is not, this is not what we are. And so Allah gives miracles um, to Anbiya as proof of their truthfulness. We owe to them all reverence, all respect and reverence and make no distinction, no distinction between them. Meaning that we do not say this is from Allah, this is not from Allah. We believe in this messenger, we don't believe in this messenger. Like the Christians and Jews. And this is not discrimination huh, in any way. This is stating facts. Jews believe in Musa. Isa was a Jew. They rejected him and rejected his prophecy or prophethood. Right? Christians believe in Musa and they believe in Isa, but they reject Muhammad. Muslims say, We do not differentiate. We say, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, Musa is the messenger of Allah, Isa is the messenger of Allah. All. Okay. Belief in the last day means to believe in the day of judgment. The day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described it in many ways. The last day is the last day we said. On the day of mm, on earth. After this, earth will be destroyed, never to return again. And so initially Allah will destroy earth, but then He will replace it. He says, The earth will be replaced. Meaning, it's going to be the earth, but it's going to be in a different form. In essence, it is the earth, but it has been changed by Allah. But it would remain forever. Yeah. No, no. And then it will be destroyed. Can you say that Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the best of human beings? Yes, best of creation, not only best of human beings. Is it not like making a difference between him and other prophets? No. It's, yeah, so we talked about this last week. When we say that we do not differentiate between any of his messengers, doesn't mean that we do not elevate. Allah says, There are messengers and we have given preferences to some over others. Some of them spoke to Allah. For example, Musa. And Isa. No. Who spoke to Allah directly? Musa. Musa and Ibrahim. No. Prophet Muhammad. In Mi'raj, he spoke to Allah directly. Some of the prophets of Bani Israel. Yeah, Bani So this is it that Allah has given preference. And so we do not differentiate from ourselves. But if Allah says this is the best, then He's the best. And so the fact that Rasulullah was elevated. Beyond Sidratul Muntaha is a sign that he is the best. And the, the, the hadith of Rasulullah Adam, I am the leader of all the offspring of Adam. With no, he says, Wala fakhr, you know, no pride in it. Allah has made me the leader. And so Adam, we need the intercession of Rasulullah. Right? 
So what, not differentiating meaning to say this one is from Allah, this one is we don't believe. It's not from Allah. But this is clear, but with the skies also be changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. Allah But it, clearly, they will change because you know, the Allah says, the Salah and the sky will be um, will be torn, uh, and also um, that um, it will be folded, uh, so on and so forth. So belief in the last day means to believe in the day of judgment, in the resurrection after death. That we will be brought back to life after death. To believe in Hashr, the gathering. And so there are a number of things that we believe in, in relation to the day of judgment. We mentioned them last week. The first one is what? So when, when, when the horn is blown the second time, what happens? Resurrection. Resurrection. So what happens? Qiyamah has many levels. What are they? All of them we have to believe in. That we will be resurrected, brought back to life. Then there will be the hashar, the gathering. You know, gathering. All mankind will gather in one place. Obviously, people have died in different areas of the world, but they will all be brought together in one plane. This is known as hashar. Yes, yes, it will will lead. The the fire will will lead the people um, to their... to the mahshar, and then what will be fire, yeah, and then and then the, the so after the gathering is the fire of suhuf that you know the scripture, I mean the records will be will be sent down, and then after records sent down, then there is the hisab that you will stand for accounting before Allah. Then there is mizan where your scales uh, of deeds and, and your deeds will be weighed, and then there is. The Sirat across Hellfire, and then there's Hellfire and Paradise. And so these are, you know, the person should remember these stages because if you don't, then you cannot contemplate the Day of Judgment. And so it's what? Brought back to life, come out from the grave, gathered in a plane, receive your record, stand before Allah, your deeds are going to be weighed, you cross the Sirat across Hellfire and Paradise. So we believe in all of these when we say that <coughs> belief in the last day. And belief in, in the divine, and this is why there is no need to say, oh, we believe in paradise, we believe in hellfire. All of it is included in the last day. Mm. And then belief in divine destiny means that we believe that Allah <coughs> has destined um, matters of his uh, creation. Everything that has been created by Allah has a destiny. And the destiny of Allah was always there. And so in some way, we are, we were always in the knowledge of Allah, by name. And Allah was aware of, uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, the, his knowledge doesn't change, you know, his, his knowledge is perfect, which means you are always in the knowledge of Allah. Usama, Ali, Muhammad, all of this, when they will be born, or how long they will live, when they will die, you know, whether they go to paradise or hellfire, all known to Allah Okay, so after this, um, there is an important section that we will cover. Maybe we won't get to look at another major thing today. This is very important because some of these uh, terms or uh, figures of speech 
we use, okay, and we don't pay attention to them. And the Rasulullah says that a person would say words and not pay any attention to them, which will cause him to go, uh, to fall in the depths of hellfire. Understood? So, there are figures of speech that people say, things that people say that are clear kufr. And ulama are very clear about this. This is kufr. Okay, so we'll read and translate. Anybody who makes fun of a name of the names of Allah or a command of Allah or a warning of Allah or a promise of Allah, anyone who makes fun of it, kafir. Okay. And so making fun of a name of Allah, I don't think people would actually do that, a Muslim won't. But making fun of a command of Allah, people do it. Yeah. Like what? Like what? You know, somebody will say to you, oh, praying, praying, always praying, praying, praying. They made fun of the command of Allah. Halas. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People make fun of that. Absolutely. So making fun of any command of Allah, of any promise of Allah, you know that He will fulfill your provision. He will give you your provision. That your 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 destiny is written. That your time of death is is decided. You know, so on and so forth. These are all promises. Wa'id <coughs> that He will punish. He will punish you. punish the disbelievers and he will punish with hellfire uh, and that uh, certain people will be punished in this world for their misdeeds uh, for example uh, those who are disobedient to parents or those who do injustice to others they're always punished in this world for misdeeds you know sometimes you have an argument with someone and they say to you I asked you to do this and you say, I, I wouldn't do this. If Allah commanded me to do this, I wouldn't do it. Kofar. And you see how in a state of anger, a person, it can come out. Out of ignorance. And it becomes kafir. And so to say that if Allah commanded me to do such and such, I would not have done it. This is kofar. وَلَوْ صَارَتِ الْقِبْلَةُ فِي هَذِهِ جِهَةُ مَا صَلَّيْتُ إِلَيْهَا and if, and if he says, if the Qibla changes to this direction, I will not pray towards it. Yeah. And if somebody says to someone, uh, you know, don't, don't give up Salah because Allah will punish you. And he says, if Allah punishes me, uh, despite my, my situation, my difficulty, or my illness, then he will be unjust, Kafir. You know, somebody, they're going through a hard time. But they're sick, and they don't pray. And he said, look, brother, you know, even though there's no exception, there's no exemptions, you have to pray. And they say, well, no, I'm not going to pray. But Allah is going to punish you. Well, if Allah punishes me, then he's unjust, Kafir. 
This is This is common, at least with, with Arabs it's common. And so, you, you, you know, somebody to, to say that I will never believe this statement, and he says, even if Anbiya came and angels came and said that this is truth, I would not believe it. But if Anbiya and angels testified to the truthfulness of this, I would not accept it. If somebody said that, uh, you know, cut your names, it is a sunnah. If you say, I will not do it, even if it's sunnah, kafir. You can say, I will not do it. Okay, don't do it. Sunnah. But if you say, I will not do it, even if it's sunnah, you have belittled sunnah. The way of Rasulullah What it should be is that I should do it, but I'm not going to do it. It's different. Sahabi came and he said, Ya Rasulullah, you know, what do I have to do? He said, pray. He said, anything else? He said, voluntary. He said, no, I don't want to do voluntary. Nothing wrong with that. Don't do it. It's okay. What about, like, you know, people sometimes are upset and angry, and you say to them, what we're doing is wrong, and they say, like, yeah, I don't care. I will still do it. Is that considered kafir as well? Is that just more of a sinful state? No, it's, it's only when you mention Allah and the Messenger, and they say, I don't care. It's different. So when you say, okay yeah, because right and wrong is subjective, right? What's wrong to you may be right to me, and what's you know wrong to me may be right to you. And so I I don't care about what's your wrong and your right, unless it is a wrong and a right that Allah says. And so in that case, I. But if you say to me that this is wrong because Allah said, and I say I don't care, then that's kufr. Okay. So when you bring yeah. Allah if you reference it to Allah and His Messenger, it's kufr. Also, if you, if you say this person in my in my uh, in my sight, فلان في عيني كيهودي كفر. If you say this person, according to me, this person is like a, is like Jewish or he's like a Christian, kafir, because they hold that guy in one from the Rasulullah. How can they be like Jewish? How can they be like kafir? You know, they testify to the oneness of Allah regardless of their actions. They testify to the prophethood of Rasulullah and so If you say لا ختم الله لك بخير أو سلبك الإيمان كفر If you make dua against someone and you say May Allah not give you a good ending or may Allah take away your Iman كفر Do you know why? Because you are wishing kufr on somebody else and Allah does not wish kufr for his servants so you've gone against Allah. Allah says, yes, you have the option. You want to believe, believe. If you don't want to believe, don't believe. But he says, I am not pleased if you disbelieve. But if you say to somebody, I wish Allah takes away your iman, that means you're pleased with somebody. That's your desire. Also, if somebody says that I will swear by Allah. You know, they're having some discussion. He says, I'm going to swear to you, to prove to you I'm going to swear by Allah. And I say, no, no, don't swear by Allah. Swear by talaq, kafir. Because I have given preference to swearing by talaq over swearing by Allah. And Allah is the creator. Even before comparing, if the first one says, and swears by something other than Allah. 
that is that is uh, if someone swears by something other than Allah, that's a different matter. That's not permissible as well. That's a major sin. That's not permissible, but you know it's it's not the same. وَاخْتَلَفُوا فِي مَنْ قَالَ رُؤْيَةِ لَكَ كَرُؤْيَةِ الْمَوْتِ doesn't mean When I see you, it's like I've seen death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have different opinions. They're not so sure about that one. <laughs> Some say it is a kufr statement. If a person says, if so-and-so was a messenger, I would not believe him. Careful. If he says that if this man is truthful in what he says, we are all saved. Kafir. If a person prays salah without wudu to make fun or considers salah without wudu permissible, kafir. If two people are in an argument and somebody says, this is what is very dangerous to actually use religious terms in an argument. We should avoid re- using religious terms in an argument. Yeah. Because the other person could be ignorant and may sort of react to that in ignorance and use their iman. And so, you know, you're having an argument and uh, somebody says to you, La hawla wa la illa billah. And you say, Well, la hawla wa la illa billah is not going to uh, protect you from hunger. What's that going to do? You know, if somebody says to you, what's that going to do? That's a kufr, that's a kufr statement. <coughs> if, if somebody hears the adhan, and this, this one is far-fetched, but if, if somebody hears, hears the mu'adhi making the adhan and he says he's lying, kafir. If somebody says, I don't fear the day of judgment, kafir. This is a dangerous one, because people say, I don't fear death. And actually, you know the people who say, I've, I've, I've mentioned this before, but you know when somebody says, okay, we'll see on the day of Qiyamah, we'll see. <laughs> no. this, is a, this is a very, very dangerous statement. You actually don't know what Qiyamah is. And so maybe if you have one claim against one person, there might be a thousand waiting <laughs> in the line for you. And so nobody should wish for things to be settled in the day of Qiyamah. As well as I said, settle your matters in this world before the day of Qiyamah, because when you come there, then... It's very difficult. There's, there's a viral video where someone cuts the electricity from a masjid when the imam is going to do a khutbah. Does that fall under the same type of. He cuts the electricity? Yeah, so while the imam is giving khutbah, somebody yeah. goes outside and he films it, so he just cuts the electricity. So For what? Why? What's the reason? Because the microphone and he's coming outside. So. Well, what's the purpose of that? He doesn't want to hear it. And he's Muslim? Allah. But it's a Muslim. It's a Muslim state? Yeah. Allah Almighty. You want to stop It's easy. Yeah. I think that, that, that is a very... I mean, I don't want to make a, a judgment on it, but that's very dangerous, that. Yeah. You know, because you are seeking to... To, to, to extinguish. Yeah, to extinguish the word of Allah, so you have no authority yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah. If, if it is disturbing, it can be disturbing. Nobody says that it can't be disturbing, it can be disturbing. Uh, let's say, for example, there's a halaqa and people are listening outside and, okay, people don't want to hear it, and that's fine. But you request, you don't go yourself and cut it. You say, can you please lower 
you know, maybe somebody's reading uh, Salah and, you know, the khutbah, the Imam is talking and he's talking very loudly, it's disturbing. And so Salah takes preference over the, over the khutbah, and so they can request, but they can't go and, you know, and... and so if somebody, where will we? If somebody says, I do not fear judgment day, kafir. Allah question, what are the comments that people do when you correct them? They say, brother, uh, your, 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 your cover is different from mine. You mind your business. No, no that's, that's a correct statement. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Each to their own graves. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, although, you know, it's, it's not a very good statement to make, but that, that's a truthful thing. That everybody's going to be questioned. If somebody puts down, you know, you know, like let's say for example, I put down something valuable and I say, I leave it in the protection of Allah. And somebody says, well, you've left it in the protection of somebody that's not going to chase after the thief. No. You know, if somebody sits on the member and pretends to be a, an imam and pe people pretend to ask him questions and he makes fun of answers carefully. Because this is the position of Rasulullah And so you can't make fun of it. Um, <coughs> what if he is sitting in order to elevate the space to, for example, to Practice. Yeah, that's fine. This is only making fun of this position, right? Making fun of the position of Rasulullah. Okay. If somebody says, if, he, if somebody is asked, "Are you not Muslim?" and he says, "No," regardless of whether he's he's just intentional, not intentional, joking, kafir. And if a person says, "I wish that," I wish that uh, a sin was not made haram by Allah. For example, if, if somebody says, I wish that murder was allowed, or I wish that injustice was allowed. I wish wine. Yeah, or I wish wine was allowed. Now it's different to say, if wine was allowed, then... Okay, that's a different thing. And I always say, if wine was allowed, Ya Allah, the Muslim Ummah would be like lost. <laughs> because it's not allowed, and look at the state of the Muslim Ummah. Imagine if wine was allowed, for us, because like we go beyond, <laughs> beyond living sin, yeah? And so we have problems without the wine. We've got problems in the Ummah. So imagine if, mm, and there's nothing wrong with that, but to say, I wish, you know, only if uh, this was not haram, you can't say. If a person says, the Jews are better than Muslims. Often Or Christians are better than Muslims. Or actually any people of any faith are better than Muslims. If you say that, just like that as a general statement, Kafir. Yeah, a lot of people make that statement. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You hear this all the time. Well, well, this, 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 this is it. This is it. I, 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 I always, you know, when I hear it, actually, um, from a young child, it didn't sit with me just for a Muslim to say that, you know, 
And one Muslim is better than a Muslim, never. They, they always use it in the context of transactions. Yeah, yeah, transaction you can say it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's more like if you say in behavior, yeah. they're better in behavior, they're better in their dealings, they're better in their courtesy, they're better in their character, they're better in their adam. All of that is permissible. But general statement is so-and-so is better than so-and-so, meaning every aspect in this person's life is better than every aspect in that person's life. That is not true. And so this is common. And actually to say, to say that a Christian is better than an atheist is kufr. Because the Christian actually believes in Allah, the atheist doesn't. You understand? And to say that a Christian is better than a mushrik, this is kufr. Because at least they believe in Allah. Okay, they believe twisted about Allah. But they are closer to the belief of Allah than the the one who denies Allah and the existence of Allah altogether. How about if you say if um, a Christian is better than a munafiq? Same. Same, because the, the munafiq utters the shahada, and so you don't know who is a munafiq and who's not. Okay. If somebody was to be asked, what is Iman? He said, I don't know. Kafir. If somebody was to, huh? Well, if he's jahil, he doesn't know what he believes in, then he doesn't believe. <laughs> he needs to know at least, he's to believe in Allah. Right? And so to say, I don't know. What, what is Iman? I don't know. So that, knowing, that means you, you don't know what you believe. And so the one who doesn't know has no belief. Unless it's not meant to be sound. Mm. Oh, okay. that's a different thing. But there is a confusion in the Muslim words between Islam and Iman because basically they know like the five pillars of Islam, but like most of them sometimes they don't know. Yeah, they don't know the details, but everybody knows what Iman is. Yeah, you're a Muslim, you know what Iman is. Iman is belief. Okay, um, then they say there are uh, words that are mustankara or mustakraha, uh, disliked, and actually um, not not good to uh, not good to use, and they're on the verge of being kufr, and that's why he mentioned them, and they're very common. You know when you have, and he said to somebody, you have no deen, and this is very common. You are jahil. A jahil is not so bad. I mean, it's bad to say to somebody you are jahil, but it's not so bad. When you say you have no deen, you are insinuating that they are kafir. If you say you have no iman, or you have no no yaqeen, or you are a fajir, or you are a fasiq, or you are a munafiq, or you are a zindiq, all of this is what? Um, all haram, he says. Uh, and there is a fear that if a person makes this statement about somebody else, that their iman is going to be taken away. Because Rasulullah Hassan said, if a Muslim says to another, Ya kafir, that you are kafir, then either he's true in his statement, the other person is kafir, but even then he's, he's wrong in it. But if that person is not a kafir, then he becomes a kafir. Because he has defined Islam as kufr, so he becomes kafir. Right? 
And so either way, if you say to somebody kafir, then you have made a huge mistake. Either it is one that takes you out of the fold of Islam, or one that makes you uh, a great sinner, right? And so remember this, kafir, munafiq, fasiq, fajr, don't use these terms. Allah knows who the kafir is, who the munafiq is, who the mushrik is, who the fasiq is, who the fajr is. Okay. Zindiq yeah. is usually referred to people who have a twisted form of belief. Right? They are Muslim, but they believe in, in things that are on the outskirts of Kufa. So what's the best thing to do when you realize that you said something in Kufa? Shahada. Immediately Shahada. The only way that you can take it back is that you, you ask for, you apologize to the person. I have, I have no right to say what I said. And then you yourself, shahada and tawbah. Because there's a possibility that it takes a person out of the fold of Islam. So a person has to repent. Yes. Even though the person, the, the, the other person is like acting as a... There's a matter. There's a matter. You're not, yeah, yeah. You're not, not a judge. You can say you are acting like a munafiq. Yeah, that's, that's like a munafiq. Yeah, so that's a different okay. statement. Yeah? That's a different statement altogether. Yeah, Rasul said that there are actions of a munafiq. But the, the problem with these statements is that this is all ghayb. It's all in the hearts of people. You don't know. And so you've claimed to know something that is only known to Allah. Even Rasulullah did not know who the munafiqin was. If, if Allah revealed to him. But if you make something who you see. Doesn't matter. You yeah, but you see something, but you go, you go speak with Jewish and what are you doing, Muslim or this? Hmm? If, if or go with the, with the Christian and a problem for Muslim, this is uh, something who even uh, Omar, this is something I see, Munafiq, uh, Munafiq. If I see you believe, you believe, like uh, Prophet Muhammad, Allah, so Abbas is, uh, is with the, the Quraysh, he said, Gazamatid, uh, he said, are you Muslim? If you make something to the North, yeah, but you can't call them kafir. You can fight that person, but you can't call him kafir. You can't call him kafir. You can fight him because you have to judge on the action. Yeah, on the action. But you can't say to him you're munafiq. You can't say that. Allah knows. But if if you see him go to even then, Christian, don't problem for Muslims. Even then, no one could say this is brother. No. So this is bad action. But don't say to him munafiq. <laughs> so how how do you know? <laughs> Look, Sahabi radiallahu anhu went and told Quraysh. You say Omar. Sahabi went and sent a letter to Quraysh. That's why Sahabi did not say to him, you're Munafiq. Another Sahabi, you know, we mentioned last week, he informed the, the Jews of, of uh, Banu Quraydah. Quraydah. We did not, Rasulullah did not say his Munafiq. Abdullah ibn Ubay was never fooled. He wasn't told directly, but everybody knew. I don't think, I actually, I don't think any, anyone said to them, you are Munafiq. Yeah, I think the, the, best, the best is uh, fear Allah. Yeah, fear yeah, 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 fear Allah, yes, always say fear Allah, this is not... Fear for one day who is... Fear the day of judgment, fear Allah. But, but the, the, the problem is this, that if you're speaking to somebody ignorant 
or somebody of weak iman, in that you can get a reaction to that. You know, you say fear Allah, you have the best of intention, but then they'll twist it in a way that it endangers their iman. But, but actually, you're not responsible for what they say. Yes, Imam, what, it is, what, that, that, what that does is, if you say to somebody, fear Allah, you're actually elevating your status, that you're better than them. So you're actually judging them, you're saying that they are nothing. So when you start saying that, you mm-hmm. actually react, this is why they, they get the reaction. Yeah, but that's wrong, uh, Suleiman. Because it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. wrong. Because when yeah. Rasulullah found the woman wailing by the grave, he said, fear Allah and stop wailing. And yes, she said, leave me alone. What do you know? So I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. People yeah. are not people 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 are May Allah make us amongst the fearful. Sure. Yeah? Allah And then carry on in your argument. No problem. Has Allah has not addressed Rasulullah Yeah? It's a maybe it's surprisingly to if you somebody is addressing yeah. Anybody can be more fearing of Allah. Yeah? And so, you know. It should not be taken like, well, I don't fear Allah. Because you cannot, you, we, we cannot fear Allah enough. And so if a person says fear Allah, it doesn't mean that you don't fear Allah. It means fear Allah a bit more. A bit more. Yeah. Allah, if, if it is, it's a statement, see, it is a statement made by Allah. Allah says, fear me. Right? Allah. And so if, if somebody says what Allah says, then you know, regardless of why they are using it, they might be using it to get, you know, a leg over or what have you. <laughs> to beat you up. <laughs> you know, to, to, to win an argument. Allah will test, will, will judge them, right, on the day of Qiyam. But you yourself have to. It's hard to use this in Middle East country. Look, it's simple. Leave Deen out of your arguments. Leave Allah and His Messenger and Revelation out of the arguments. Argue with everything else. Use your mother, your father, your family, whatever. That was a joke. That was a joke. I mean, I saw people's eyes open. No, 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 stuff from But leave these things out, you know, because you, you, you know, this is dangerous. You know, you, you're, you're putting your iman at stake. You understand? And so, iman is more valuable than than your argument or your ego. And this is why Allah doesn't, doesn't, doesn't permit it. You know? Even swearing by Allah, don't use it. Only in extreme cases, swear by Allah. Because you say, I swear by Allah, and somebody will say something like this, and then problematic. How about the people of the murja? The people that claim that um, their actions and the iman are separate things. They say, oh, it's all about the heart, it's all about the heart. Are they considered the kafir? No. If they deny all actions, then yes. If they don't deny the actions and they say, well, it's just Iman is separate and actions are separate, then their Mubtadi'ah is, is an innovation because Rasulullah Actually, because Allah Allah describes Salah as Iman. He says, Allah would not 
uh, waste your iman and the meaning of that word there is salah and so iman is actions but if a person simply believes it as a concept then then uh, that's uh, an innovation okay we'll end with that inshallah I'll continue i thought these were important as a, a reminder of the pillars of iman and also some of these things that often are uh, uttered by people uh, due to ignorance but very dangerous to take a person out of the form of Islam subhanallah wa alhamdulillah